Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. There's no one like our God, no one at all. Gave his son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like he does? No one at all. Oh, how we love you, Lord. Welcome, friends and family, to this episode of Daily Bread. I'm here in the podcasting studio, as always, with my beautiful bride, Tanya Vidal. Hey, everyone. And ceviche, the freckle-faced fish. We're here to talk about the message, Roar Like a Lion. If you missed it, you can find a link in the description below. And as always, we encourage you to explore our archive of relevant teaching. Today, we're continuing our conversation about Roar Like a Lion. And in your message, you described Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah and that we, the children of God, have become part of that pride of lions. Now, it seems obvious that the most successful prides work together as one cohesive team, hunting, breeding, covering territory, and protecting the pride overall. Mm-hmm. And we talked about uh, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen that basically says, as iron sharpens iron, so too a brother sharpens another brother. And looking at the scripture with new eyes, yesterday we talked about not swinging our swords at each other, edifying one another and speaking and praying over each other and really taking things from a positive perspective rather than a negative perspective. Relating this to us, we can see a path to successful Christian living. And I'll sum it up in one point. Healthy families don't beat each other up. Amen. Some of us grew up in less than ideal situations, which is one reason that it's so critical to our overall success to learn who we are in Christ. So whether you grew up in a great situation or you grew up in a bad situation, we all have to learn who we are in Christ. And you gave us some really good tips yesterday. If you missed that, jump back in uh, and, and check out yesterday's episode of Daily Bread. Really, really good points. You said we sharpen each other and we walk together as warriors. When I was listening to your message, that that really jumped out out to me when you were like, hey, we're, we're called to sharpen one another and we're called to work together as warriors. Yeah. And it, it's, it's things that I've considered before, but I've always considered the iron sharpens iron like two bits of metal hitting each other and sparks flying and a lot of energy exchanged. And, and you know, we, we consider that, that friction as, you know, oh, well, we're supposed to have friction with, with one brother to another. And so now I'm, I'm looking at this scripture with kind of a new set of eyes thinking, hey, this doesn't necessarily have to mean that I'm at odds with my brother or that, you know, we're going to we're going to have a lot of friction in in our relationship. And if if this scripture isn't the green light to fight and argue with each other, what are some positive ways that we can sharpen each other? I'm so glad you asked that and I'm so glad you you see it differently now. God calls us to live in unity. And so to sharpen each other and to walk with each other are things that that help us do that. I think, first of all, you can't be family if you're not part of each other's life, right? So becoming part of each other's life, that's huge. That's a huge way to sharpen each other is, is to have and create that relationship where you can speak into each other, where there is 
the heart and room for that in the person who you've created this relationship with knows that what you're speaking to them is not to offend them or to hurt them. They trust that everything you say, even if it is a hard word to hear, that it's coming across in love. They know that they know that you love them because you've become part of their life and you've created relationship with them. I know this isn't about social media, but what you were saying just reminded me of one of the reasons I think that social media is so poisonous to us is it's like a pseudo relationship. We think we have a deep relationship with somebody. We think we're connected to that person, but we're really not as connected as we would be if we were actually doing life together, showing up at each other's houses for quick visits or doing happy hour together or whatever the thing is that you, that you guys do, you know, kayaking on the weekends or golfing or whatever, whatever it is that you do to get with other people. Of course, in a different episode of Daily Bread, we talked about what it's like to come together and do Christian things with mm-hmm. other Christians, to be involved with other Christians, like on the on the teams at church or just being involved in and active mm-hmm. within the body, even though you're, you're there to serve a job, the, that's kind of the under the underlying thing. The, the overarching benefit of that is, is spending time together and doing life together. Yeah. It's, it's creating actual real relationships. I'm glad you brought that up about social media. You know, so many people whom you've never really um, had any contact with are like, hey, let's be friends. And then they approve it and they're on your friends list. And now they're seeing things that you post. And I don't know how you post, but I know some people will post deep things from their heart. And now these people that they, that they don't know that are their air quote friend are hitting them and coming against them with that. And that's just such trash. And that's not real relationship. When I say become part of each other's lives, I do mean that. Go to each other's baseball games or, you know, go to the kids' birthdays, take part in each other's lives, not just on Sunday and not just for Sunday things. That's a real creative way and a real positive way that you can sharpen another person. Mm-hmm. It's just happening very organically. Just being there, being present. Spending time with that person. You like to say you are like who you rub up against. Mm-hmm. So it's like finding these successful people, finding these these people who love Jesus like you do and just rubbing up against each other. Yeah, and while you're there, while you're available, being part of their life, there's an open door to speak into that life. Now, when you speak into that life, you have the open door to prophesy goodness and strength and remind each other what the Bible says we are. When the, they start getting down, it's like, oh no, brother, come with me. You know, you're right there to pick them up. You're, you're right in their life to talk to them. And we do have responsibility when we're not in their presence to be praying for our friends, to be seeking God for them. Hey, I'm counting on it. Yeah. I am counting on my friends to be praying for me. I'm praying for them. Yeah. And I'm counting on their prayers. And when we pray and we listen, God shows us stuff, right? So when we're in their presence, when we're with them again, we can say, hey, man, I see this in you. And this is so good. You have the strength to do this. You have the strength to get through. You know what? You have the wisdom to raise you to the next level. You are valuable. And we can start speaking these things. Can you imagine how sharp that sword would be being built up like that? And that's so important that we know who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that when we have the opportunity to speak into the life of somebody else, that's the framework that we're using. That's the perspective that we take when we're speaking into their life. We're speaking to it, having knowing who we are 
in Christ and thereby getting a glimpse of who they are mm-hmm. in Christ. And they're becoming like what they rub up against, right? So together, we're rubbing up against one another, but the, the pair of us are rubbing up against Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's holy friction. That's sword sharpening. Another thing I think that we can do to create this is to do God stuff together and to recognize the Lord when he shows up. You shared a story um, about hanging out with our son and he was little. He was like, I don't know, could have been probably around eight. And you were just looking at stars with him and you saw a shooting star and he was like, God stuff. And he high-fived you. But he recognized that, you know, God stuff because we've been talking to him about just the miraculous and the beautiful things of God and to be watching. And when a God stuff showed up, he recognized it. And, you know, he high-fived you with it. And he got excited about it. And I think that's part of that creating those relationships is is not saving God stuff for Sunday, but always being watchful for when God stuff happens and then pointing it out and getting excited about it with each other. I think being excited about it is the most important part. Sometimes we we recognize things that God does, or maybe we don't totally, but we credit him with it, but we're just not excited about it. We're not like, wow, look what God did. That was that was awesome. When we were praying for the sick and we're asking people to kind of, you know, rate their pain and in, in moments they go from, you know, a seven on the pain scale to a five or a three. And we're like, don't you realize that's, that's a miracle? Yeah. I don't have the power to shift your pain level. God's the one who has the power to do that. And so I think just getting excited about the things of God. The other thing I, I, I think about how much it pleases the Holy Spirit and the angelic realm when people just talk about the things of God. Mm-hmm. Just having an, a normal part of your conversation, it attracts the angelic. The angels will come and, and sit and listen to these conversations that you're having about God and about the Holy Spirit. It's very, very pleasing to God when people are sharing conversations and, and talking about God stuff. Yeah, and I like that the God stuff, It like I say, it doesn't just have to show up on Sunday. It's God stuff is all the time, and it's in the things that we pass over, you know, like a shooting star. Shooting stars happen, but it was recognized as God stuff because it's awesome to see, and it's, it, it makes you wonder. And there's, there's God stuff in, in passing a, a park, and, you know, the kids, they, they pull their, ha- their hand doing that, like, honk your horn, and you honk your horn, and they get so excited about it. You know, that's, that's God stuff. It's a blessing. And when we recognize God in the blessing and how easy it is to be that conduit of that blessing, I think that's where, where we're sharpened. Brothers and sisters in arms have a unique relationship. There's a, a closeness or, or a bond that ties people together. When non-Christians see this bond, it should spark a longing in them, a desire to experience that kind of closeness. Yesterday, we talked about bikers and gangs and, and maybe even military groups. doesn't always have to be negative. could be military groups or, or police or firefighters, first responders. They have this, this thing that bonds them together. And Christians have the greatest bonding element that's ever been known to man. Right. We've got Jesus. Jesus bonds us together. Yet, 
we're so fragmented and, and so fractured in, in many cases. How do we walk together as warriors? Now, this is funny because when I answer this, it's going to sound kind of backwards, but I hope that you'll, you'll listen through and, and hear the heart of it. So how do we walk together as warriors? The first thing I think is to recognize we're not always at war and there's got to be a safe place where you take off your armor. And that's a really trusted position is, is to have that place where we're not fully armored and on edge and, and on guard. Know your crowd, know who you can be vulnerable with, know who you can take off your armor around and then allow yourself to do that and to be that, to share trusted space and to say, hey man, I was wounded here. I need, I need a medic. I need prayer. I, I need to be built up. So when you said that, my immediate thought was our amazing fire departments. Mm. Every, every city is blessed with amazing men and women who are serving on a fire department. Those guys aren't in their bunker gear 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting called out, you know, four or five times per shift, hopefully less than that. I, I would hope that firefighters never get called out. Right. <laughs> you know, I, would, I would love to be in a world where there's never an emergency for them to be called out on. But in a 48-hour shift... They're, they're being called out four times, five times, seven times, maybe 12 times in a, in a really big city. But there's a, a lot of time in between when their bunker gear is off. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of their bunker gear as the armor, like you right. said. And I imagine that's where a lot of bonding happens. They're talking about the battle that they were mm-hmm. just involved in. They're, they're coming back. They smell like battle, right? Yeah. They smell like, you know, smoke and all that, that other stuff. They've got all that on them. They're sharing meals together. They're preparing for the battle together, right? They're working together, training together, doing uh, different exercises to prepare them for that. Then they have, I would imagine, some downtime. And thank God they do. You know, no, nobody can, can run that hard, you know, 24-7. But they've got this downtime that they're able to talk with one another and, and really create a, a much, much tighter bond. And, and you see that even in the firefighting world where these guys have, you know, the baseball teams and hockey yeah. teams and, and, and they, they even want to hang out together socially because they've been spending so much time together in and out of war. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really relevant point that we recognize that, hey, we're not always on high guard. We're not yeah. always, there, there should be a, a time and a space where we can, like you said, take off our armor and be vulnerable to one another. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you had said about downtime because that's another thing is to pray for each other. And prayer is personal. It, it's so personal because it's, it's your relationship with God. It's your intimacy with God. So when you're in that vulnerable position with your brothers and sisters, praying for them out loud and exposing your relationship with God for them, that's huge in building family and being that closeness and in, in living the lifestyle of, I know I've got a place. Now, when an outsider sees that, they want it. They need that space just as much as you do. And so praying for each other really builds that relationship between the two brothers, but also relationship between the two brothers in Christ. And that is so attractive. That is so attractive to people who don't have it. And then another way I would say is to not walk alone. Uh, so often as Christians, 
we get kind of like, oh, I can handle it. And, and only the sunny side, right? Everybody, no, nobody likes to talk about the, the hard parts, you know, or their hard parts that they're dealing with because, you know, oh, I'm just too blessed to be stressed, but you're human and you're going to be stressed at times. And so to not try to handle these big things by yourself, that's, that's huge to know that you have resources and to use those resources. When you start walking out of your, your pride and, and trying to pull new people in, they're going to see they're going to see that you have people that you can talk to. How you doing? Oh man, I was struggling with this, but my brother, my friend came alongside me, man, we prayed about it. They gave me some wisdom and I'm getting through it. You know, I'm following their advice. I'm getting through it so well, so smooth and, and God's redeeming it. It's almost like he planned it this way. I know he didn't, but man, like what's coming out of this has not only made me stronger, like I'm collecting the blessings left and right. They're going to want that. But if you walked that alone, you wouldn't have all these things to talk about. So just don't walk into things alone. So not walking alone makes a lot of sense because you don't go to war alone. Right. Nobody wins a war by themselves. There's that old proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with a group. Yeah. You know, jujitsu, we have a, a, a group. They've, they've affectionately called themselves the hot tub club. <laughs> and after uh, yeah, after class, every once in a while, they'll they'll all you know go mob the the hot tub, <laughs> and you'd be amazed at what gets shared in, in the hot tub club. And you think, oh, this is just a you know a bunch of men, and you know we're just you know scratching our bellies and burping and things like that. But um, it's not like that at all. These guys are sharing personal things about their workplace and how their feelings were hurt or you know they were upset with their boss because they were overlooked or and then these other guys just jump in and start encouraging these men and giving them some advice and here's the other thing about not walking alone is is that I would just tag on to this is being encourageable because I see this happen all the time in the hot tub club where a guy comes in and he's he's upset about work and he's like man I'm just I've had enough I, I'm thinking about quitting and then another guy says you know what you got to give it your all you got to work at 100%. You got to work like you're working unto God. Don't work like you're working unto men. And this guy in, immediately from in, in one sentence, he's like, hey, I'm going to quit. I'm feeling totally discouraged about the situation. Immediately they flip to, you know what? I'm so glad we had this conversation. You changed my mind. I'm, I'm going to go give it 100%. I am working like I'm working unto God. So they're not walking alone. They're, they're walking with a group, but not just walking with a group that's going to cheerlead them into whatever it is that, that, that they're doing, but actually provoke them to acts of loving kindness and to biblical goodness and living lives that are bigger than they are. And watching these guys leave that place different, one minute they're, they're sad, and the next minute they're feeling encouraged and ready to, to take on, on the world. And that is the gift of walking together. Now, I want to look at it from a different angle because that's amazing. But if you're in that room, because there's the hot tub and there's a swimming pool right in front of it, if you're one of the people in the pool watching this happen, how attractive is that? How much do you want to be a part of that? So you see, it's the kindness of God that calls us to him. And God may just be starting to work on the people around you. You don't even know it, but just by relating to each other and wa not walking alone, you're pulling people into the kingdom. One of the most common compliments I get about jujitsu among the guys and the, and the girls is there's no group anywhere in the world like this. And I always like to tell them, 
you know, jujitsu is the second best thing. <laughs> if you think this is awesome, just recognize that this is the second best thing because we've got a church with a family that's united and tied together, filled with real people on a real journey, serving a real God and just desperate to do life together and, and do it well. Amen. We've been talking about the message, Roar Like a Lion, which you can find by following the link in the description. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Daily Bread. Make sure to explore our archive of messages on YouTube by typing Strong Tower Casper in the search bar. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Tower, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey. There's no one like our God, no one at all. Gave his son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like he does? 